This is the 99 Black Podcast. Welcome to the 99 Black Podcast. My name is Wes and I'm here with Connor. Hey guys. Uh, and uh, today we're talking about a highly contested debate uh, yeah. um, amongst theologians. And we're theologians. Mere theologians. Mere theologians. And uh, we're talking about the unforgivable sin. This is highly debated. I, me- I remember when I was a kid, I went to my cousin and I, you know, I grew up Pentecostal mm-hmm. and I was concerned about this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So that's that's kind of the idea and that's the meaning behind this unforgivable sin. Yep. And, and we'll kind of discuss what that is in more depth. That's the whole point. Uh, but I was like, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Can I do that? Have I done that? It's unforgivable. Am I screwed? Did I commit the unforgivable sin? And my cousin, uh, which was a pastor's daughter, uh, hi, Jessica, if you happen to watch this. Um, <laughs> shout so, out. Shout out, Jessica. Uh, so I asked her, I was like, you know, what what is that and have I done it? She, and she said, well, something along the lines of my dad, which is my uncle, which was our pastor, says that, you know, if you're, if you're worried about committing it, then you haven't. Yeah. Right, because um, it's this idea of if you're really a believer, then you haven't committed this. So we'll we'll kind of work this out. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what notes you have. Um, you don't know what notes I have. And really, I just wanted to go through, <coughs> excuse me, I just wanted to go through this thing, uh, through maybe this passage. We'll start with that yeah. uh, or whatever you got and uh, kind of work it out and see where we land on this thing. Because I said it's debated because it's misunderstood by many. Um, it's It's a tough, I mean, it's not, there's not tons of passages about it. Mm-mm. Uh, that's one of the things that kind of make it more difficult to understand is because there's it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's this recording in the Gospels of Jesus saying what we're going to get into, but it's not like he goes into extensive explanation like he does some of the parables. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent on that. Yeah, um, it's a it's a it's a not a touchy subject, but it is an interesting one. Uh, I think it's something that does get blown out of context. <coughs> and I have a similar story where, like, I was the rebellious wild teenager. And I, would like, confided in a guy that, like, was a Christian. And I was like, hey, you know, like, I, you know, obviously I'm not perfect. You know, I go through the whole spiel. And I'm like, I hear that there's this unforgivable sin, like, you know, blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. Like, what's and that? He's like, if anybody's done it, you. Have. Yeah, and so I said, like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've rejected Christ yeah. vocally, and he's like, sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was God, just like, uh, it was like, well, this conversation. Well, you are doomed to eternal damnation. <laughs> and I don't hold like a grudge or anything to that person. And it's immaturity, and yeah. uh, was, you know, mishandled. Um, and it could have just been spiritual immaturity for that person, but. Um, since we were on the topic of salvation where we had done like, is Jesus truly the only way, um, is once saved, always saved, which we changed it to if saved, always saved. Uh, I figured this was like a good question that was sent in to tackle. Um, it's also known as an unpardonable sin, which is another one. I've uh, heard it. Or eternal sin is another translation. 
that but, I came across. But yeah, so um, I saw it like really broken down in two spots where you got like Mark uh, 3, chapter 3, 22 through 30, and then you have Matthew 12, uh, 22 through 32. Mm-hmm. And then I was just going to see if you wanted to take one and I take the other, or wh- which one did you have? Well, I was thinking maybe I could read these eight verses. It'll take just a minute, but I could read these eight verses from Mark. Yeah. And um, then we can kind of yeah, dissect it however you got. That way fine. we'll give some context to those that are listening. So if you're, you can go to Mark 3, or you can go to Matthew 12, or you can go to Luke 12, mm-hmm. and you'll find this story um, where the Pharisees or religious leaders have come to Jesus, and they bring to him a man who is possessed, or they have this man that's possessed by demons, and they're going to try to get Jesus to heal this guy. All They, they totally miss that Jesus is performing miracles. Or maybe they don't miss it, but it's what they do with the fact that he does yeah. perform miracles. And so they're going to bring this, and they're going to do blasphemy against the Holy Spirit according to Jesus. So I'll read Mark 3, 22 uh, through 30, and kind of give some context so that will help us go forward, okay? Yeah. So it says, And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub. Now they're saying that Jesus is possessed by Beelzebub. This is just a name for Satan, okay? Um, There's a few different uh, translations of that word, Beelzebub, and... Some say it comes from Baal and different mm-hmm. things like that. You're on the point. Um, and it says, by the prince of demons, he cast out the demons. So that's pretty much key right there. By the power of the demons, he cast out demons. And he called them to him, and he said them to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided. He cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Truly I say to you, now, no, I didn't make any real notes on this, but this truly I say to you, this is exclusive to Jesus. Did you know, do you know about this? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but elaborate, please. I, I don't like, I don't remember all of the stuff about it, but like, truly I say to you, this is pretty much just mm-hmm. a Jesus phrase. Or else like other translations will say, I tell you the truth yeah. and then go into it. This is like exclusive to Jesus though. And you that's know? the point to like take note. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's the only one that says it in all of scripture. Truly I say to you. Wow. All sins will, all sins will be forgiven. The children of man and whatever blasphemes they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin, for they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the context. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I wanted to contrast to Matthew, and the reason I was bringing it up, is same concept. Uh, it's that uh, witness account is recorded in the same way, uh, except Matthew brings up that uh, then Jesus, after saying... Um, Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Son, uh, the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven given either in this world or the world to come. And then he goes into elaborating a tree is identified by its fruit, which we've mm-hmm. done an episode yeah. on that, um, which is immediately going straight to the heart, right? Uh, and we're seeing that um, he says, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person uh, produces good things for tr- 
the tr- from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And then he tells you, he says at the end of this, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So that's the just the differences between the two. It looks pretty similar. Yeah, to- I actually, <clears throat> actually added that portion to my notes too. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted at the end, which I'll, I have this in one of my later points I wanted to make. But by your words, you will be justified. I'm in the ESV. What are you in? The NLT. Okay. Uh, so by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So you're yeah. either justified or condemned by your words. And that's kind of, I think that's essential to some more points that we're going to make. So let's just, just so, because we say we were mere theologians, right? Let's use context, and let's take some key points away. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about with this, because this is where a lot of people mess up um, with the context of the scripture and they I've seen I mean I was scouring the internet and like you see people like making lists like not only is this the unforgivable sin but there's three okay, more yeah. there's 10 more so one thing is that the Jewish leaders uh so the Jewish leaders of Jesus's day committed the unforgivable uh, sin by accusing Christ in person and on earth of being demon possessed mm-hmm. right that's one um the other thing to note is that the Pharisees knew that Jesus was the Messiah sent by God, right? I mean, well, he was performing miracles. He was saying that's who he was, so that's why they wanted to kill him and because they said that was blasphemy just for him to say he's one with God. Yes. And But he's performing miracles, so the evidence was there. Yes, the they're, evidence was they there. They were in strict denial no matter what the evidence Prophecy was. being fulfilled, they saw Jesus' miracles, his works. They heard a clear presentation like he was he was cutting deep through everybody i mean you gotta think the man was not scared to uh be offendable when it came to telling the truth yeah. about uh scripture and then um what you see at the end is that they just watched a man get you know uh, i would guess would relieved uh or yeah. um I don't what the word you would use for a demon exercise yeah, there exercise. you go He's, not, he, not the type of exercise that goes Not running in, in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, so this demon's released right, from him, yeah. right? Exercise the demon. <laughs> and immediately, they don't, it's not like they didn't acknowledge that being taking place and the man being released of this demon, but it's the acknowledge of, or the attribute to who uh, it is. Who so the power comes who from. Who the power comes yeah. from, right? And so given that, you see them deliberately kind of like close their eyes or turn a blind eye to the fact that they just witnessed a miracle, witnessed something amazing happen. And it's not the fact that that didn't happen. It was the fact that they gave the, uh, you know, the credit to uh, the power of Satan. Yeah. So I think an important word you just said was deliberate. Mm -hmm. They had a deliberate um, attributing to Satan and a deliberate rejection of who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to summarize a lot of the points that when we we get to this, what is the unforgivable sin, Mm -hmm. that it's tied in those two. They were, I'll say in the immediate context, they were attributing things to Satan, Jesus' miracles to Satan, which we cannot do today Mm -hmm. because Jesus is not here performing miracles in our presence. Um, But they, they could. Mm-hmm. But in the broader sense, it was a what I have written down as a persistent rejection. Yes, which we can do today. Yes. Uh, so yeah. here's the big question: 
the question from the question. Can you commit the unforgivable sin today? And I think you kind of like laid it out, but given that context, and this is something that I, like, obviously we're doing this for the the scripture, but this is also real time how we handle like zooming out on things and like looking at the content or zooming in trying to, uh, you know, what is it? Oh, exegesis. Over eisegesis. Hey, buddy, check out the hat. <laughs> you know, so. My mom was like, I've never heard those words before. Where'd you learn those words from? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, that's all I got to say. But so that's given the context that we agree on right here. Can you commit the sin again? Well, that's where the debate comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on how how you uh, understand it. Um, so for, I want to say real quick what an unforgivable sin is not. It's not... Um, it's not suicide. I mean, someone who commits suicide, they may go to hell. They may go to, I don't know. I don't know. God knows the heart. That's why we talked yeah. about judging, but it's not murder. It's not these, it's not heinous crimes because if we look at. Which in the old school, like I will uh, also piggyback on that. The old school church community, uh, community, uh, a lot of my, um, like L like older grandparents yeah. that went to like really old school churches, if some if that happened, you know, it was like a shock, like gasp, and it was, oh well, sh- that's a shame because you know, and it's like, yeah. whoa, hold up, and I know? don't want to get into the theology yeah. of like suicide and things because that would miss the point. But the reason I say that is because in verse thirty one of Matthew twelve, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, yeah, except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. All right, so. What is blasphemy? Well, it's slander, detraction, uh, reproachful speech to a divine majesty. So um, things like that are not mentioned. And you, you think of sin. Who sins? Well, Paul considers himself chief of sinners, right? Yeah. So Paul is a major sinner, murderer. Go on, go on the list of people who God has used throughout the Bible. I felt like doing Trump when I did that. I did like the accordion. <laughs> Huge. Is, uh, so... God used people who did heinous crimes, heinous sins against others, right? So every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So I'm kind of going around the long way to answer your question just to say that it's not the things that we're doing, okay? It's the the belief that we have and what we attribute, you know, in our faith. Um, So... Can you permit the unforgivable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Well, uh, Luke 12, 8 says, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge. Okay? Mark three thirty five says, um, where's it at? Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother, sister, and mother. This means your family of God. Matthew twelve thirty seven. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I think these are all a good case for if you are part of the family of God, if you publicly accept Jesus, uh, you won't be in persistent rejection. But see, the Pharisees were in persistent rejection, so they were committing the sin. The other side of it, like I said, was an immediate context to what they were doing. They were specifically attributing the work of Jesus to Satan, which we cannot do that today. Yeah, so, 100%. So can can we commit the unforgivable sin today? 
if you're a Christian, if you are a regenerate believer, if the Holy Spirit actually resides in you, no, you cannot. Mm-hmm. You cannot go to your death proclaiming that Jesus is not Lord because essentially that summarizes it. Um, there's a little note in this Bible I wanted to read that kind of explains it, and maybe maybe they can use the words better. It says, if a person persistently attributes to Satan what is accomplished by the power of God, that is, makes one flagrant, willful, decisive judgment that the Spirit's testimony about Jesus is satanic, then such a person never has forgiveness. So that's something I wanted to bring up, and, I, and I'm glad that that kind of touched base. And here's a, out of all the things, so that's your stance. You can't commit it again, right? 100%. But off the context of the Bible, Scripture, 100%. The only way that you can commit the unforgivable sin is to die dead in your sins, not have accepting Christ. Agreed. All right, so, but there is one out of scouring many, many, many far-fetched. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, honestly, I wouldn't even say theology. I just think it was personal opinion. Um, and to note for the viewers, when I pull things from the internet, I do not think these people are accredited sources <laughs> whatsoever. So it is just interesting to see what society and people that are not within my circle are saying wild stuff. Like I said, I've seen people pull out with this topic lists of three, three unforgivable sins, 10 unforgivable sins, and they go into this whole thing. And it really is not backed by scripture at all. So don't fall for that. One that I thought was pretty interesting, though, was that this person said that you could, right? Okay. And it was an interesting other side of the coin because coin because for me, I'd, I I'd never thought that we could commit the unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. But this person's um, kind of stance on this was that um, if you are going through life attributing works of the Holy Spirit. Because in John uh, 16, 8, it says that the Holy Spirit is at work um, in the world, convicting the unsaved of sin, righteousness, and judgment, right? So we know that this is coming through, and the Holy Spirit's active and moving, right? I would would never deny that at all. When you're giving that credit to things of this world— false deceptions, manifestations, energy fields, Mother Earth, you know, the whole nine, that you're blaspheming the obvious works of the Holy Spirit yeah, um, and accrediting it or, you know, attributing it to Satan because anything that's not of Christ is of the devil, mm-hmm. right? And so that was a very interesting one that, I wouldn't say I agree with 100%, but it was a very important thing to note that someone was willing to say that, like, if you are not, if it's not of Christ, right, it's of the devil. Like, it's either God or nothing, right? And so the reason I was kind of bringing that up is because a lot of people like to, like, you know, we've talked about it before, how people will bring little nuggets of things of this world and mix it into Christianity, right? And so this person was, I I think, in their heart was intentionally trying to make a point that, like, hey, if you're a Christian and you're taking nuggets of, uh, you know, spiritual cleansings with uh, sage and you're, you're thinking, you know, you're a number eight on whatever scale and that means that you 
that's why you're in this sin because Mm -hmm. this, you know, and just stuff like that. Like you're, this person was saying you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Like I said, I don't, I have some, I have some pushback to that and I'm going to use this. I'm going to use another question to answer it because when you read this passage, there is a little confusion because in verse 31 of Matthew 12, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven. People blasphemy against the spirit will not be, will not be forgiven. Then verse 32, and whoever speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy spirit will not be forgiven. Okay. And so what Jesus is saying is he, Jesus is refers to himself as the son of man. So Jesus says here in this passage, anyone who, uh, speaks against, or what's the exact word? Yeah, speaks a word against the Son of Man. So anyone who speaks a word against Jesus will be forgiven, mm-hmm. but if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you won't be forgiven, and that's confusing. So what is that? Why can I talk against Jesus, but I can't talk against the Holy Spirit? And that's because <clears throat> the the Trinity, everyone has their role in the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have roles within mm-hmm. the Godhead. And the Holy Spirit has roles, and and I actually printed out the verses and everything. I'm just I'll read some of the uh, responsibilities that the Holy Spirit has. Yeah, and because you can go your life and say different things about Jesus, but then convert and become a true Christ follower. Which is what and happened with me. So that's what happened with you. That's what happened with Paul. Yeah, right. He was going against the Son of Man. He was going against Jesus. And then he turned, he was converted by what? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit yeah. Okay, so you can go and not be a follower of Jesus and then become one because you've been transformed by just Jesus? No, the Spirit, because that's the Spirit's role. Yep. This doesn't uh, denigrate the role of Christ. Everything, there's roles in everything. When we talk about marriage and different relationships and structures within the church, we talk about roles and responsibilities, and it doesn't make one lesser than the other. It just makes them different. Yeah. And God has decided to reveal himself to us through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the Spirit has roles. And so when it says that you can speak against the Son of Man, but you can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit and be saved, why? Because the Spirit indwells, and the Spirit transforms and conforms you to the likeness of Christ. So you can't just say, I believe in Jesus, but not have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, it's a rejection of the work of the Spirit, which you can do. Mm-hmm. You can reject the work of the Spirit. I probably just lost a Calvinist there. Um, <laughs> you, you Is that insinuating free will? <laughs> <laughs> so you can reject the work. Yeah. If you're rejecting, if you have hardened your heart, yeah. Uh, add to the work of the Spirit. The Spirit's trying to soften your heart, and you say, like, I don't care what God wants to do. I want nothing to do with it. Who was doing that in this passage? The Pharisees. The Pharisees were doing that exact thing. I don't care what Jesus is doing. I don't care what the Spirit is doing. I want nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I want nothing to do with Christ. I want nothing to do with what he the power that he's performing and we we know this because not only from this incident which jesus calls out but we also see this when they try to commit him of a crime to be hung up on the cross mm-hmm. you know even the romans were like this guy like yeah you sure uh, are, are you sure uh i got okay like i'll you know i'll wash my hands on this so that they were they were actively wanting to kill him and then after 
his death and resurrection, what do they say? We got to cover this up. We got we we got to cover this up, right? Like, and to and still to this day, if you talk about uh, if you like, you know, I always see videos in YouTube where they're like, "Have you heard the New Testament?" If you say New Testament or Jesus or anything like that, they're like, "Oh no, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't want anything to do with it. That's an idol worship. You're false." Blah 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 blah. Still to this day, they want are willing to turn a blind eye. It's only when through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because some of them will say, yeah, I've read the New Testament. It made no sense. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll read the New Testament and see, oh, my gosh, this is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. It may, it makes perfect sense. Like a, a God-fearing Jew saying, like, this lines up. I know the, 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 you know the Old Testament. I know the scriptures. And this is, this is the fulfillment, right? And yeah. so you see I've, the only way that they come to Christ is through the power of the Holy Spirit. But you see, still t- throughout the Bible, and even in today's culture, they want nothing to do with Christ. Right. right? And so I'm not. And you won't want anything to do with Christ without the Holy Spirit exactly revealing, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. So to answer the question again in a, in another level is that you can reject Christ ascent, like um, at first. Yeah. Uh, but if you ultimately reject the work of the Spirit, which leads you to Christ, then you have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You have rejected the work of Christ by the Spirit. Okay, yeah. so because the Holy Spirit has jobs, and I want to just read through what yeah, they are ahead. really quick, so you can understand when we're talking about rejecting the work of the Holy Spirit, it encompasses a lot of things because the Holy Spirit does a lot. First of all, it's an author of Scripture. We see that the Holy Spirit yeah. is what inspired Scripture. That's why we trust this Bible, because we believe it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. Yep, He's a convictor. He seals. He guides. He indwells believers. He's an intercessor. He reveals the Spirit of truth. He is the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of life. He's a teacher and a witness. That's it. And that's just, and I have lots of verses to back those up, but, uh, I won't. No, yeah. I won't go through all those, but Amen. The Holy Spirit has job has a job to do within the role of God, and Christ has a job to do within the role of God, and the Holy Spirit's job is to point you to Christ. And when you reject the work of the Spirit, you are rejecting Christ, which leads to eternal rejection of God's work. Which, uh, <laughs> like. People don't want to admit that today, and that's a tough pill to swallow. But I'll I'll paint the picture a lot clearer, like a little bit clearer for you. If you are if if a person is resistant to the conviction from the Holy Spirit and remains un, unrepentant, mm-hmm. you are choosing hell over heaven. Sorry to break it to you. That's the reality of what we're dealing I mean, it's with. It's not. Right? It's not even in a bold way. You don't have to be no like flagrant about it. It just has to be your stance. Yeah, that's your stance, and God honors that, and He judges you accordingly to that. It says with um in Hebrews eleven six, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So this is telling you right here, like that's that's one verse, and then um that the object of faith is Jesus, right? So there is no forgiveness for someone who dies without faith in Christ. This tells you right here that like God's going to honor where your stance is, right? 
And there's no other way around it. I feel like we cut painted this picture clearly. And is Jesus in the, is the only way? And if, if saved, is once saved, always saved? And it's, it's the truth, right? Like, you can't beat around the bush. There's no shortcut. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? But here's one thing I also wanted to bring up that, you know, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the tough stuff. That's the abrasive stuff. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that no one wants to hear. Everybody wants to hear Christ is love and almost paint like a hippie Jesus, right? Right. Um, but also what is really strange is that I encounter also a lot of times believers, professing believers, that are also fearful and like you had mentioned as a as a because I was a rejecting you know I was the professing rebellious teenager Christian that was just a you know I I should have just said I'm not a Christian right um and I was just concerned on like what is this you had been a Christian your whole life and was scared right yeah what better tactic from the enemy yeah two, than two. to have believers mm-hmm. think that the blood of Christ is not enough. To yeah. cleanse you of your sins, right? And that's a problem within the church. One, one because uh, it's probably a lot of biblical illiteracy, like we mm-hmm. talk about. Just don't know what the Bible says. Don't, don't. I mean, God lays it out, and sometimes it's more difficult to understand certain things than others. But it's this idea of what is grace, what, yeah. what, what has Christ done? What does it mean for me? And just like you know ignorance satan um, just munches on that man ignorance and immaturity <laughs> like, and never pursuing to know deeper things of god and yeah. just be content with the surface level stuff and never doing it. and because you're because you're always so content with the surface level you are so easily tripped up yeah. when the deeper things like somebody says well have you blasphemed the holy spirit and you're like oh i thought i believed in jesus and now I don't know if I, maybe I have, maybe I will go to, so no security in your faith because you don't know what God has said. Oh yeah, dude. It, and it, and it, it, it's so like ridiculous. Some of the things I've heard people, um, using the Lord's name in vain, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's either GD, the big one, or, um, you know, saying JC when you stub your toe or, mm-hmm. or this and that. And it's like, yeah, those are terrible. Like I'm all, uh, like yeah. I, I'm not going to pass that away but it's like what a i don't know man like what an insult what a to like like minimize and shrink reduce reduce the caring of god's name to that one thing and also his grace and mercy like we see um like god gives encouragement to the sinner who is convicted of sin uh it says in james 4 8 come near to god and he will come near to you you, you, I mean, that's clear as day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, in Romans five twenty, it says, "When sin increased, grace increased all the more." That's yeah. why Paul was saying to these the, the Roman uh, Roman church, he's like, "Should you continue to live in sin so God's grace like is just growing yeah. in abundance? No, like we shouldn't abuse God's grace. That doesn't mean that God's grace isn't there for the sinner right. who has committed sins, right? And then we also see you you speaking of Paul." Oh my goodness! If you want to talk about somebody who should not be forgiven of anything, uh, to the 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 uh secular standard, to the worldly standard, this man was killing Christians, killing Christians mm-hmm. to the point where he went to uh his superiors for more papers, 
to so he could have permission to go grab more Christians and drag them to serve their son. You know, like he was adamant. And then obviously he's blinded by, Christ, you know, the Holy Spirit has this divine encounter and then immediately is just changed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, you see all throughout scripture, he's like, I, um, I, I'm the chief of sinners. Like I, I'm not even worthy of this. And so this is just proof in itself in a guy who, walked in the time you know walked with the apostle you know this is one of the apostles but like you know started the churches like the the um path maker for uh you know the church today right orders from christ himself yeah to do this that anybody can be saved and you know who comes to faith like that that should, should be proof enough and then also if you could see any countless testimonies from this then on who people that you would have never thought like uh, another person, the guy from Corn, who I think it's Corn, Ryan Welch, dude, yep, dude's Jesus loving freak man, yep. and he is awesome. And like that, like a uh, uh, Kat Von D, she just uh, converted to Christ, uh, became a Christian. So we see these people that like would the world would kind of like crumple up mm-hmm. and toss away, and they're completely changed and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Like there yep. is forgiveness. Through Christ. Yeah, so you don't, we don't, as believers, we don't have to worry about these things. We have, we have security in the work of Christ by the Spirit. And I think that's what we need to remember. We shouldn't be doubting our salvation um, because you sinned. Yeah. You know, because Jesus says it right before he goes into the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He says, everybody sins and all sins will be forgiven except for this. And it's a sin against the Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted to run through kind of the questions that we that we've initially asked yeah, re, go ahead. re-answer them that way we can kind of solidify what the answers Absolutely. are and give clarity. All right, so what is the unforgivable sin? Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. We see this in Mark 3. All right, so what is blasphemy? It's uh defined as slander, detraction, reproachful speech uh to divine majesty. It's this um rejection and casting away of the things of God in this in this case. All right, so what is, uh, in regards to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, what is it not? It's not, um, for me, it's not, you know, committing a sin or or uh, or saying, oh, like, you know, like doubting faith or, or anything like that or mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, big sins. Like, it's, it's not that you have a tripwire that if you fall short of glory, that you intent you you intentionally or unintentionally blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, oh, sorry, you're yeah. you're written you're removed. It's from not it. an accidental sin. Yeah, it's not an accidental sin. Yeah. That's better. All right. So, what is uh why is it okay to speak against the Son of Man but not the Holy Spirit? Well, that would be because of the work of the Spirit is what changes sinners. Yes. So when we talk when Jesus says. You can speak against the Son of Man, but you can't speak against the Holy Spirit. That's because the work of the Holy Spirit is what changes you. So if you reject, and in in regards to speak against, the words speak against and reject are going, they equal each other. Like yeah. They're synonyms in this, in this regard. So if you reject Christ, uh, you can come back. Yeah. But if you reject the Holy Spirit, you can't because the work of the Holy Spirit is what changes you so if you're a bible believing christian 
Yeah, let's not even go. If you just trust in the atonement of Christ for your sins yes. because of the work of the Spirit, that's what saves you, right? Well, not even go into the Bible believing because I don't want to throw anybody off of that. But because of the work of the Holy Spirit, you are saved. And uh, that's why in that passage he says, you can speak against Jesus, but you won't once the Holy Spirit changes. So if you yeah. if you reject the Holy Spirit, then you ultimately reject Christ, which ultimately rejects the Father. So yes. it's uh, three in one. All right. Can, can blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or can the unforgivable sin be done today? No. No. In context of Jesus was walking and alive, uh, in front of these Pharisees, and they were able to attribute um, the Holy Spirit, work of the Holy Spirit, yeah, Jesus. Attributing the works of Jesus to Satan, witnessing the Christ, Christ miracles, you cannot do that today because we're not in that time period. That no. time period has already passed. But can you reject the work of the Holy Spirit today? Yes, many do it. Absolutely. Many, many die in their sins, which is why we like to talk about this stuff because— um, maybe you're an atheist out there and you see this, or maybe you're a Jew. Maybe you're yeah. a Muslim. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you have faith in something of this world or, other than Christ, and something we say is the Spirit's going to use it. Or hopefully. maybe you're a church-going American mm, Sunday yeah. guy that is complacent in just repent, unrepentant sin. Yeah. Uh, sorry, bud. You might want to reevaluate yeah. and not nor ignore that conviction. Yeah, so when it comes to <laughs> blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, we're looking at an immediate context of um, attributing Jesus' miracles to Satan. Uh, we're, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the broader context is persistent rejection of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that does happen today and can happen today. If you have persistently rejected the work of the Holy Spirit to salvation, um, then that is your unforgivable sin. So can I make it more clear? I think you made it perfectly clear. I think I wanted to read a piece of scripture that just to like kind of close on, but uh, yeah, man, don't fall for, especially like if you are have confidence and faith in Christ, don't fall for the, the, I always kind of imagine like this topic from like a tactic from the enemy of being like a, like a, pit poorly covered with leaves like it's like satan's a deceiver he he deceived eve from the very from the get-go but if you like honestly if you just read your bible like if if you were to pick up the bible and then like you stumbled on this was the first verse you ever read yeah and then you read like you know a chapter in advance, it would totally wash away that like, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, your sins are forgiven. Like obviously, right. but like people get so hung up on the very small things. So don't fall for it. Like you, the, it's like the pits obvious it's poorly covered and yeah. you're stepping right into it. And it's usually like, when people step into that pit, it's because they're doing it alone. Yes. They're, they're not walking with a, a, a healthy church family, mm. uh, maybe a brother or sister that can be like, Hey, can we talk about the Bible together? Absolutely. You know, there's we're lacking a lot of that accountability so a hundred percent i think this is really good and um i think i'm excited to do the other questions that are um you know with easter coming up in 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 the pretty soon yeah we're like a what a month and a half out yeah so like you know take key points in these episodes to really evaluate um salvation and and your faith and and uh you you know if you're living living and breathing there's still time to uh, 
repent of sin yeah. and align in God's will. This is, this is actually good news that you're hearing this. Yeah. You're hearing that, hey, I, I can have security in Christ, yeah. um, and I don't have to reject this work, and I can let him change me. Yeah, and so Isaiah 12, 2, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust, and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. And that's the good news. Yeah. So, Great. yeah, I, like I just want a little, a little OT reference. Hey, look, Old Testament, New yeah. Testament, they work all together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we love you. We are praying for you actively. Um, if you saw this episode and you were like, you know, I really like these guys. Um, subscribe. They, subscribe. Subscribe to our like, YouTube. Share it. Yeah, please check us out on YouTube where you get to see us uh, in real time um, doing this. And uh, stay tuned for more questions that are pretty uh, interesting and, um, you know, food for thought and, uh, yeah, go into the week. If you could do anything for us, just maybe share this for somebody and, uh, you might, uh, comfort someone who was having, uh, yeah. um, I would say, uh, anxiety in the faith. And, and mm. obviously in scripture, it says, don't, don't dwell don't in that. Anxious, yeah. yeah. Don't be anxious. Uh, you know, we have confidence and trust in Christ. So, um, yeah, we love you. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you all next time. Yeah.